0: This is the joy for me. I love
1: bread. I love bread. I now
0: just manage it, so...
1: Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 14th, 2020. You and I can love bread together, and this is Kratol.com. Hey, what's up? Like I said, this is Kat Jones, and you are listening to Queer All Year. I am here with my bro and sound producer, Mick G. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Tony Danza? I'm not even really sure I know who Tony Danza is. Is he an actor? Elijah
0: Combs! Alright,
1: I know who Elijah Combs is. Elijah is my buddy, and he also has really helped out with this podcast, and... He's in the Facebook group, which means he was randomly picked for a shout-out, which is kind of crazy that the person who kind of helps on the podcast was randomly chosen. If you would like to be randomly chosen and get your name screamed out by McG, you can go join our Facebook group Queer All Your Fam, and we will stalk and sneak through our members list and randomly choose someone. That someone could be you. All right, so today we have two stories and no bread, unfortunately, but I love bread. So we will try get bread. You guys won't get any, I'm sorry, but you can watch us eat bread. Maybe we'll do a live. Um, so we are first going to talk about Elton John and Tony Danza. Not Tony Danza, but Elton John. So did you know that Elton John used to be bi? Well, okay, no, he didn't used to be bi, but it was a little more acceptable at the time to, to come out as bi because then, then people were like, oh, he's curious or whatever. And anyway, so on this day in history, Elton John married sound engineer, I'm going to try and pronounce this, she's German, Renate Blauel, Blauel? B-L-A-U-E-L. Blau, I took five years of German, y'all. So he proposed to her on February 10th. They announced it February 11th. And then they were married on February 14th. And the press lost its mind. And just everyone was writing about how she was a beard. And he was covering his homosexuality. And it was like, okay guys, I mean, yep, we're just gonna... Hello Press, as always. I mean it was eighty four too, so whoo. They uh got divorced in eighty eight and she has never spoken publicly about their relationship and uh from what I can tell she lives a private life now. I haven't really seen anything about her, but I didn't wanna do a lot of digging because she seems to want to be living a private life and you know, that's not information any of us need to know. Um, So they divorced in 1988 and then he went on to marry David Furnish in 2005. And by the way, Trump wrote an entire blog post about how happy he was that Elton and David were able to get married and how wonderful their relationship was. And it is either written by someone else or he has gotten a bad head injury recently that has caused him to stop being able to write. But it is a very heartfelt, lovely celebration of a gay marriage, as he calls it. And he is very happy for them. So uh, so I guess this segment is, is that Trump is a liar or weird or has hit his head and or all of the above probably all the above he's definitely hit his head if you disagree let me know but i mean i'm pretty sure let's talk about how he's definitely hit his head on something speaking of head injuries here's a little segment with mcg hey
0: i'm mcg and this is a little segment So, today I'll be talking about Beethoven's Third Symphony and his relationship to Napoleon Bonaparte. So, uh, Beethoven's pupils had uh, maintained that Beethoven had highest esteem for Napoleon, comparing him to the greatest consuls of ancient Rome. He wrote his glorious Third Symphony in Napoleon's honor entitled Sinfonio Intitolata Bonaparte, or Symphony Entitled Bonaparte. However, as the proverbial ink was still drying, on May 18, 1804, Napoleon declared himself emperor, infuriating Beethoven and breaking his heart. He then proceeded to scratch out the title so furiously that it ripped the paper, and this can be seen in the manuscript that is on display today. Instead, it was titled Eroica, meaning Heroic Symphony, in a f- bit of final touches. Beethoven added to it, in memory of a great man, implying that Napoleon was dead to him. And so, this is McGee, and this has been a little segment.
1: Okay, that was pretty awesome. I didn't know any of that. Maybe you all won't know any of this, because I sure didn't, but did you know that Oprah really likes bread? Because I also really like bread. Oprah has always been a little weird, of course. I'm not sure why everyone loves her, and that's probably gonna get me in trouble for saying that. I don't know. Is Do do the gays like Oprah? I think they, I think you do. I think they do. I think I do. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Oprah. I think she's a great actress. I don't know how I feel about her as a talk show host. But in 1988, um, which is the year I was born. Haha. Um, the Oprah Winfrey show, which was her talk show, was in its third season and was basically in BD. Like, kind of just, I think it was on the same time as a soap opera and everyone was kind of like, well, we can watch the bread lady or we can watch the soap opera. And she wasn't the bread lady yet, so they probably watched the soap opera. So... Uh, her Valentine's Day episode this third season featured Yolanda Redder Vargas, if that's it, I'm probably not pronouncing it right, uh, the then director of women's programs at LA's Lesbian Center, which sounds awesome, and I will have to check that out, and two other women along with her, and they advocated for lesbian separatism, which is a form of feminist separatism, which appears to be a theory that we can get rid of the patriarchy by getting away from men. Uh, so if we don't want to be ruled by men, then we get away from men, which I'm not sure how that, I don't know, that seems like a strange idea. Um, apparently there were a bunch of lesbian separatists who got together and bought a bunch of land So they could stay away from men and heterosexual females. So they just bought a big old ranch or an island or something. I could not figure out where they bought the land, but they bought it. And they were, they put a big old sign on it. Like no straight girls allowed boys stay out type of thing. Like their own little clubhouse. And uh, I gotta say that sounds kind of fun, but apparently they came off as a little a little crazy on the show or else people just portrayed them that way which i'm sure they did but feminist separatism sounds like it's a little crazy anyway but they were all very smart women and i'm sure it was just people couldn't handle it in 1988 so um these women were lesbians Rather than being introduced as lesbians or queer advocates or just women with interesting ideologies, they were introduced on the show as women who hate men. So there you have it, lesbians. You are just women who hate men. You need to, like, get over it because it's, like, you'll be so much happier and then you won't need to buy an island and get away from men because you won't hate them anymore i don't understand half of the 80s or ever i don't understand the world um so since then obviously oprah she had a few more problematic things and every now and then she pops up with a problematic thing but basically she's become a vocal lgbt advocate uh since then um and i hear a lot Every time a public figure, you know, used to not be, you know, LGBT friendly, and then later on they turn out to, you know, say something positive, um, people are like, oh, they're just doing it for ratings, or oh, they're just trying to blah, blah, blah. And I I would just like to state for the record that I find that to be very cynical, I know that there are people who do that and they try to win, favor, things like that. But um, there is this thing that humans do, which is uh, they have an opinion and then they learn more and then they grow as human beings and then they change their opinions and realize that what they thought before was incorrect. And we seem to not want people to do that. And that is, I I dislike that a lot because we really tend to not like when our, you know, government officials or people running for candidacy for president or anything, we tend to not like when they do that. We call it flip-flopping. And I find that to be a terrible way to view our government, because then we're just looking for people to vote for or we're looking for people to watch who are just just have nothing in their past and i can tell you i used to have some really problematic beliefs i grew up in topeka kansas with westboro baptist church i went to school with the kids in that church and a lot of that rubs off on you, whether you realize it or not. I mean, not like the hateful stuff, but you just kind of, sometimes your ideas are not right. And then you get to high school and then you get to college and you see that the world is not that and it's much better. So I have grown a lot as a person. And I kind of think Hillary Clinton has grown as a person. I think Oprah has grown as a person. I think Tom Cruise is like probably needs help. And I think we should all strive to help our fellow people to get to that point where they get to say I've become a better person and I understand my fellow human beings better. So that is my soapbox for right there. Um, I'm going to... Follow that up with a palate cleanser and we're going to see what Florida Man's doing right now. So what I have found is that Florida Man unfortunately has to be on dialysis right now. Um, And he really wanted his emotional support thing there with him. And it turns out that his emotional support thing is a life-size cutout of President Trump. And so he decided he wanted to bring this emotional support Trump cutout to his dialysis. Which shouldn't really, I mean, I don't know why you want to have that. um, And I don't know why that's, like, your support animal type thing. But, I mean, that's not hurting anybody. It's weird, but it's not hurting anybody. But the um, Port St. Lucie... uh dialysis facility wouldn't let him bring it his treatments are three and a half hours long his family's not allowed to sit with him that long so he has to you know do what he can to you know feel better he has to be there that long you know on his own so he decided to bring he brought first he brought a photo that was eight by ten inches and it was just a photo of trump And uh, no one complained. And then he started getting, he got a miniature cardboard cutout. And people were, people kind of thought it was funny. They took pictures. But then apparently when it became life-sized, everything changed. They just said it was too much and it wasn't a rally is what he says. Um, And so he just, he, they made him leave because he had this thing. And I guess he didn't want to get rid of it. So they made him leave. If you are on dialysis, you need dialysis. You know, you can't just leave. They can't make you leave because you have a giant cutout of Trump, which is a little weird. And uh, his son, Eric Gibson, talked to the facility and says it was supposed to be an issue of safety, infectious disease, which made no sense. And I agree, because if he if he could bring in Trump at any other size, how is this more of a risk? And then they go on to say that there is this person who brings in bubble wrap in boxes and sits there for three and a half hours popping bubble wrap. And I'm sure that sounds great to a lot of you because that's ASMR for a lot of people and a lot of people like popping bubble wrap and a lot of people like the sound of it. That would make me crazy. I would beat that woman with my cardboard cutout. Like, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't be, like, I would just see red because that sound, like, makes me crazy. I hear it and I just, I just, I see red. And luckily I haven't hit anyone with a cardboard cutout yet. But who knows? Three and a half hours of popping. All Trump does is stand there, cardboard, and freak people out, I guess. Which is kind of what he should be doing in real life. Just stand there and freak us out. Just stop talking. Don't pop. Ah. So anyway, that made me really not happy. Like, just, I was like, wow, that's funny. Can't bring his cut out of Trump. And I was like, bubble wrap? So, um, yeah. And he even says it's very, well, he says it's nerve reeking Um, so either he or this reporter, uh, needs a Uh, refresher in English. Uh, But, I'm just saying don't bring bubble wrap around me. Let people bring their cardboard cutouts. I used to have a life-size cardboard cutout of Snape from Harry Potter, and that thing was fun. If you ever get one of those and you like live with someone or your parents or something, or just want to have fun, uh, put it outside doors, put it immediately inside the bathroom door um, put it so it's looking out your front windows what else did I do oh when I was in uh, when I was in my sorority I would put it outside of a shower stall when someone was in there and so when they opened it it was just Snape right there it's so much fun get a giant cardboard cut out of something you love put it weird places it'll make your life so much happier so that's my little ridiculous segment where I've been very uh, rude to people who like bubble wrap. Um, so we are going to move on to housekeeping, which I know you guys love. Uh, yes, so I already mentioned our Facebook group, Queer All Your Fam. Go out there, tell me how wrong I am about bubble wrap, and then I will like try not to see red at you. Our Facebook page is Queer All Year. If you would go out and like that, get updates and stuff. We are Queer All Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you would like bonus episodes and to pro- probably learn cool things early and get our awesome ringtone, things like that, you can go out to Patreon.com/QueerAllYearPod. And uh, consider becoming one of our amazing donors who we love more than anything in the world. And when we start to compile a list, we are going to start giving you guys shout-outs. Not sure how often because I know a lot of people really hate getting those shout-outs every single episode. And that would be crazy. So we will figure that out. If you would go out and subscribe and rate on your podcatcher of choice it would help us out a lot Uh, if you're going to subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts please use the purple app thing on your phone or your tablet or, or whatever not the browser because that is where the ratings count and two things we are going to be at the No Hate photo shoot in Omaha on April 4th So if you would all like to meet us and come out there and support a good cause, that would be awesome. Um, I can post information about that in the group if anyone's interested. And we are going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival, and I believe that's in June or July. I just had the tab open and now it's gone it's uh it's not for a while and the special pricing early bird pricing is still going on there are awesome podcasts there so go out check that out get tickets come see us in kansas city we are gonna be with like such cool people we're all gonna go party um party sober if you want to or not we're gonna party we're gonna hang out have fun it's gonna be awesome You're going to be on our turf, and we would really love to see you all there. So, all that having been said, we are so excited to get to meet you if we can, because we love you so much. Have a good Valentine's Day, and bread.